six o'clock and call a meeting to order. Anything to add to the agenda? No. Make a motion to approve the agenda as submitted. So moved. Second. There's been a motion and a second to approve the agenda as submitted. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Mission statement, ESAC County empowers all students to become productive, responsible citizens of an ever-changing global society. Is there any public input now um, for non-agenda items? Anything on what we have? Anything else here? All right, we'll move on then. Um, Board Secretary, financial report. Yeah, uh, financial report to your packet. Basically, had a good year last year. So, that's the good news to come into. Um, all of our report, annual report, CAR, which is our annual report for all funds, special ed supplement, transportation report, we're all the last two years. We're all committed to the last two years. So, those are all complete. We have the field portion of our audit for the last year, completed our last week also. So, this is the office. I thought the other one was that we did the last one financially. We'll get some final results here on our unspent balance. It's going to go up a fair amount. It's going to be a token of six percent. We'll get that all settled in what we need in the next number. We'll run through a, a budget. Um, informational meeting here probably either November or December depends on when the new board takes over just like we did last week so we kind of see where I step out. Okay. Uh, one piece of correspondence you got a letter from Iowa High School Athletic Association describing that our school didn't have any ejections last year so just a bit of positive information. Um, I think if I remember, it's been a while since I looked at it, so like 49% or something in this state didn't have it. We don't have any teaching and learning activities on the agenda for tonight. Okay. Move on to administrative reports then. Who wants to go? I go. Uh, so obviously, we're about three and a half weeks into school. Uh, middle school's gotten in. Uh, into a pretty good start. We had to iron out some wrinkles. We had a new schedule this year um, because we're teaching six sections in fifth and sixth grade with five teachers. So that threw a couple wrinkles into into things that we've ironed out within the first week and a half. We had to adapt some individual student schedules to make that work out. Um, uh, professional development today. Our so the middle school staff was split. Our five six went to the elementary and. Becky can kind of talk to what was happening there. Our seventh and eighth and our associates at the middle school came to the high school and um, went over youth mental health training that was uh, done with our AEA. So there were two facilitators in here and two up in the library presenting to two different groups. Uh, obviously, mental health is uh, 
big issue that, that we have uh, going on, everyone has going on. Uh, I think the presenters did an excellent job. Uh, I, I got into both sessions uh, of presenting to our staff and realizing, you know, basically building some capacity with, within them of things to look for, uh, impacts, uh, risk factors, those types of things. And uh, it, was, it was nice to see our 7th and 8th grade teachers mixing in with the high school teachers. Uh, we've been pretty purposeful on not only in professional development, getting them what they need to do their jobs and do their jobs better, but also looking forward to the future that, you know, in another year, they're, they're going to be one staff. So, um, you know, we'll continue with that. We'll change some things around professional development-wise as we go. But, um, you know, and, and like I said, I can talk about the fifth and sixth grade at, at the elementary. But it was a good start, I thought, for professional development. Other things, pretty small, I put in the report. Um, our initial assessments are done for the beginning of the year. Um, doing some things with climate and culture in, in the building with uh, basically three different groups, our PBIS group, our initiative group, and our student council. And then middle school athletics are underway and showing some, seeing some success there uh, at both the fifth and sixth grade level, which doesn't really tie to, isn't really tied to the school, but it's our kids at the same time, as well as our seventh and eighth grade with cross country volleyball. And football. So. You said your assessments are all done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When will you see those results back? Um, our, our teachers have seen them. We're still finishing up um, just a few of the makeups, Jay. So, uh, Teachers, for the most part, are, are using that data already because it's pretty actionable. But uh, once we get everything, I think the window closes October 1st. Um, but once we get all the make, made up stuff uh, taken care of, then we can get that presented to you guys. So thank you. Yep. But we're doing interventions, both class-wide and uh, small group based on that. So already. Good. Thank you. Yes, we did back up to any educational leadership team um, met this summer, and we set a goal that our all of our collaborative teams, PLT teams, would operate as a model PLT by the year 2025. And so um, that work that we do in PLCs will get us to student achievement goals. And so today at our PD, we started on a process around just what that exactly looks like in collaboration, working with teams and goals. And so it was nice to have the fifth and sixth grade team there um, to begin that collaborative work. And uh, the other thing we did, we did look at some, some data today as elementary staff on Iowa statewide assessment of student progress data um, and our FAST scores. And so we were able to celebrate some successes in math. Um, and as always, um, there's work to be done. So. Um, we're digging into that and determining what steps need to be taken. Um, so the, the FAST assessment data is the same that, that Ben is talking about. We do those three times a year. Um, but then we also have that once a year I was So you said you saw some some good gains. Uh, what where are our weak areas? Are you able to say that right now? Um, well, there's Digging in, we've noticed some growth in math, and especially with our FAST, with our assessment screening scores. Um, in some areas, we still we still need work, and our intentional work is around math, and that's what we are identifying. Um, but the growth 
from, and this is looking back at some of the past. Um, one thing we celebrated was that in 2018, I believe we had 21% growth in um, students that grow a year 21% um, up jumps to 62%. So there was some intentional work around the implementing number top, which is evidence-based practice in math. And um, so then our teams talk about what else do we need to do. Really good discussion around around it every day. Continuing the work. But there's a lot more. And I think our we're plan after we have when teachers get time and they want more detailed reports. There's always more questions as they're looking at the data than our plan, I believe, is to, to share it. Um, any other questions on that? Um, I will bring up we're on an ELA adoption district wide, so we have a team that will be looking at that. Is what materials um, can we utilize? For our teachers, um, so that'll be a process that we'll be doing throughout the year. Pretty extensive. So, um, also at the elementary, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we rebooted PBIS. Just some small changes around our focus as we think about social emotional behavior health. Um, just like Denny said, we have social emotional behavioral health. Um, we notice challenges, and so we really want to just make sure that we're doing evidence-based practices around those so that we can see improvement um, in that area. So really just get specific with individual plans of those students with the most challenges. Then what are we doing university for all kids so that they see that success? So our goal is really um, we want learning um, in the school to feel like a community for each student to feel like they belong. Um, and so our responsive classroom model with our meeting is all part of that. So um, and we'll be looking at just ways we can continue to build that. I'd like to first off start off by thanking John, Dunnett, and Jennifer for a successful audit. It's a lot of work in preparing for that. And as John indicated, um, we're, we're headed the right direction. There will be a couple of comments in there. Um, there was an error in one of the months on the accounting for the hot lunch program. So we'll have, it, it's a small error, but we'll have to uh, adjust um, our count from last April. So that'll be something that happened. But other than that, segregation of duties is a common one that we get. And I think there was one other comment, if I remember. Um, every five years, or so districts are supposed to do a needs assessment. So you guys can help me out if you can recall the last time that you did one, but I'm guessing it's been more than five years here. And so administratively, we've begun talking about what might be included in a needs assessment. A needs assessment is where you gather input from your community about how your school's doing. And so some of be around, you know, just some general questions. What do you think we do well? What can we improve on? just how people feel about professional development and they may or may not know, but um, just questions like that. So as you as a board, if you have questions that you'd like us to consider, just send me an email sometime or give me a call sometime and we can start finalizing what that assessment may look like. We'll share that with the board so you can look at it and then we'll send that out. 
I'm thinking it'll be maybe towards the first of the year before we can that out. So a few months down the road. Also, the and I'm glad Chris is here tonight, but we've gotten or they've gotten rid of the asbestos in the Wall Lake building. I know Chris has opened it up a couple of times and gotten rid of uh, some of the stuff that's in the building. We as a district still have some equipment. Um, I'm talking office furniture, um, things like that in the building. And so maybe, I don't think it's worth enough trying to have a great big sale, but maybe we can open it up, remember what Chris has done, see who might be interested in buying some desk, chairs, um, a few items that are still available, and then we'll have to dispose of whatever doesn't get sold when they do the demolition of the building. Uh, so we're working on that. Then the last thing relates to, as we are aware, our head of, of our maintenance department is going to retire in December. And so how do we replace that position? I would like you to consider a combination position um, where you might combine the transportation department and the maintenance department into one position moving forward. But how do we move from December to July 1? So, and then when we have the middle school building closed, I think that's part of the reason I think that that's something we should consider. Uh, but maybe we need a transition piece of somebody who can be able to help us in the interim. Um, but if we're going to fully replace it, we need to start advertising fairly quickly uh, so we can have somebody trained under speed. Um, but I would really like to consider that being a combination position moving forward. As I put in my notes, it would be a department between the transportation and maintenance department and the 12 people total. So it's not a huge department. Um, and we brought this idea to our to the transportation. Yes. 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 He's open to considering it. Okay. You know, I, and again, I'm thinking after we get through July, I think we need to get through the year six months and there might be some ways that we can do that. I, I think we're blessed here that we have a person who does not only the head of the maintenance department, but we have a person who does a lot of mechanical force and can do a lot of mechanical force. Right? And that's why I think this combined position could work because we already have somebody who can do the main part of the job here. And our transportation does the transportation portion. Taking care of so would we lose money going backwards without sharing of the... Of well, the I think we would, one... You could try to share that position, or do we look at sharing alternate positions? Because you don't have, that's just one example of a position that you could share. We could share other positions moving forward. Um, certainly for us for this year, because we're well over the 20%, I'm not concerned about us for next year. It's next year, what positions do we have in place to share? Even if we couldn't share it though, Jay, I think we're we're money ahead by combining the position and only having one supervisor position as opposed to supervisory position with what we're paying for salaries right now. That's all I have unless there are questions. I'm good with it. So would you have to hire somebody at a lower level to make up the... I think that's how I want to play it out here, but I don't know if we would or wouldn't. I think, again, with the people that we have in place, I'm not sure that we really would, Mark. Um, 
and we, you know, I'd like to at least be able to try it. And if it doesn't work, you can always go back to the way you had it. But I think there's an opportunity there for us to put somebody over both of those departments. And, and that middle person could be the a person we already have in place that does a lot of things for it. Well, that's all for administrative reports for the discussion items. Um, 5A is discuss, discuss options for Wall Lake baseball field. And the softball, softball field in Sac City is a part of that now. Okay. So the baseball field, um, Chris contacted me oh, maybe six weeks or so ago again to see if the school has any interest. I said, honestly, Chris, we haven't had any conversation on it. And so last month, um, I maybe provided a little bit of preliminary information in my administrative report. And so now this month, it will be a discussion. Item. I think from the city's point of view, they would like to move sooner than later, just for as far as timing with some of the things they want to do with their engineers. And so really, um, I can tell you from a school and visiting with Steve and, and in visiting with Chris, we don't use the field currently. I don't foresee us using the field uh, in the near future. It ends up being a an area that we have to upkeep, and we're not making any use out of. Uh, so I would be in favor of of working on something with the city of Wall Lake at the board in favor of doing that. We would have to go through some kind of a process again, similar to when we um, uh, sold the, the building to the city of Wall Lake. In my conversation with Chris, I think they're willing to pay for whatever kind of cost that would be associated with paperwork, bringing them up to date, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I don't see it having any expense or very limited expense for the board here. Um, and then I'll talk a little bit about SAC. I was going to meet with uh, the head of the rec center last week and, and wasn't able to do that, but I was contacted by the rec center to see if, if there'd be any risk of allowing um, um, an adult league softball uh, and use of that property. So now I'm going to meet with uh, Brandon tomorrow morning. Uh, so I don't really have any more information other than the fence is too close for what they would like. And when I looked at it the other day, I, there's some trees around the outside of that softball field. There's an old scoreboard. I personally would hate to see the trees come down if you want, but you'd almost have to take them down if you were going to move it back as far as he would like to have it move back. Uh, the other thing is, I am personally not in favor of selling that property because it sits on our current school and if we ever needed to use it, I'd hate to give it up. But we could get into a lease agreement where they leased it from us to use it for that if the board wanted to. So I don't really have any more information that other than I'm going to be meeting about that. We'll share that. And so if you have any questions about the Wall Lake building, that's why Chris is here tonight. And then if we want to move forward, we'll make this an action item next month. We're, we're talking about the softball field, the high school used to play on the way out the corner past the baseball field, right? Yeah, southwest corner of the It needs some upkeep because when I did look at it, there's it's fence, it's not been maintained. I told you that the fence wasn't very good. The fence actually looked pretty good, but the bleachers are bad and the outbuildings out there not good the last time we actually went to utilize the way it was designed. So right. That's definitely it. I re 
receive some public input that they would be interested if we would be interested in leasing it for public use for a softball. So I think it'd be a good idea because otherwise I think it's just going to keep deteriorating. Yeah, yeah, I'm more open to pursuing that with the lease. Um, but until I get a chance to, I'll visit with him tomorrow. We'll bring that back up next month again. It's not like we're going to need to do that one as soon as the, I think it's the baseball field. That how fast can we? If we're first of all, are we even interested in selling it to the city of Wall Lake or doing some kind of an arrangement with the city of Wall Lake? Can Can you tell us, Chris, what the plans are that Wall Lake has for that property? We are our engineer at our meeting last uh, on the thirteenth, and so. We, have, we haven't got a contract with them yet, but they're working on that. We're probably going to approve that on the 27th. And, and uh, once we get that approved, then what they're going to do is start designing. Uh, they're going to start the design phase. And, and basically all we're going to do, Brent, is we're going to run Melrose Street through from 3rd Street to 4th Street. So it, it basically goes straight through the middle of the baseball field. And then on either side, we'll have three lots. One, two, three. Um, so six lots total. And, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is, um, kind of the best time to do, uh, to bid out a project for contractors to do what they need to do is in January, February, because you get the best prices because they really want to, you know, they're hungry for work to do the next year. And so if we can get, if we can get this contract signed on the 27th and get the, the, uh, engineer moving on his design, then we think we can bid that the end of January, the beginning of February, and hopefully get the best price for it, uh, for the work. And so just, just so you guys know, uh, I mean, if you sell this property to us for a dollar, for a dollar uh, just like you did the school building, we'll have anywhere between 20 and $30,000 worth of work that we have to do before we can do anything on it. We gotta, We've got to tear down the um, concession stand, bathroom building. We've got to take the bleachers out. There's a whole bunch of trees on the north and, and west side that are basically shot. So there's a lot of work for us to do, for our guys to do, before we can get it ready to, to have a street. And then the street's going to cost us about two hundred and fifty to 300000 The street, the sewers, some water, a little bit of that stuff. So... It's, it's going to be expensive for us to do it either way, but uh, it's, a, it's a much more reasonable um, project than if we have to buy land and put a whole street through somewhere else. So, so you're taking it out of the space of the parking lot? So that's one of the things, Lori, that we've heard a lot from people in town is you're taking a baseball field away from us, but we do have another field uh, up by the softball field. There's another field there. We call it the lower field. Doesn't really get used at all, uh, and and it's it's kind of like your softball field in sack. It's not appreciated because it it hasn't been used. But we can spend a little bit of money on that, make it a really nice field, and, and use it for what it's used for. What the baseball field is used for now, which is uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Uh, so last year there was eight dates that there was games there, and there was about twelve games there. There wasn't two every night or three close to that. So. It does get used, but it doesn't get used quite enough uh, for us to keep it as a baseball field. And, and then since we have another one, we just think it's right. I, mean, 
I, I don't think it's right to take something away from kids, but if you look at it from the business aspect of it, it makes too much sense for us to put a, a street through there and, and have some lots. Are you planning to do uh, put this like in a TIF district or something to pay for these improvements? We will we will TIF it most likely. But yes. Okay. So for ten or what's the maximum here? Twenty years for we, we could go no. Uh, we we can go for fifteen, 15 and residential. Commercial is twenty. Uh, and and I understand why you're ask, asking that question. It takes a little bit of money away from the school, absolutely. But in the long run, if we can get six houses in there, then that will add to the tax valuation of the school you know, after those 10 years. We won't go for 15, we'll go for 15. And it's not taxed right now anyway because right. of the school property. Right. Well, I just want it to be a win-win for, you know, for both the city of Walleg and for the school district. And it sounds to me like for 10 years, it won't be a win as far as anything financial for the school. Um, other concern with it is we give it to you for a dollar, we own 40 acres just west of the softball field in SAC. Is the city of SAC City going to sit back and say, well, you know, you gave Lake Beaver, I'm sorry, Wall Lake 3.74 acres. So how about you give us 10 so we can develop that? That has value. Uh, right now it's, it's crop land. Um, we do utilize it differently. I mean, we're getting an income off of it, but it'd be my concern that we're giving the town of Wall Lake property that has potential value. What's the next thing going to come? What city's going to sit back and say, "Well, what are you going to give us?" That's that's concern I have as a, as a school board member in this district. Um, so that's a concern of mine. Is there any potential for instead of uh, us giving it to for a dollar? Is there any potential uh, would you be willing to pay any money for it? So, like I talked about, you know, that twenty to thirty thousand dollars that we have to spend. To clean it up, and you know the, the concession stand building is pretty much falling over. Um, so, no, I, I think I think if, if uh, you know if it's not a dollar, I think we would move to another section of town, and, and you know, then you guys got to continue to mow it. And Jeff and I have talked about that. The trees on the west side of the property, there's about a, I'd say 12 to, to 18 of them that are just falling out. Falling apart and dead, so uh, something has to be done there. So, I, I honestly don't think we would pay anything. That, that, that makes less sense. Yes. Does any board members have any other comments for this? My biggest concern would be the slippery slope for doing like giving one pound something and not another pound something. Biggest concern with it. Do we know what the cost of school a year to maintain that property? Well, I don't think we've done a great job of maintaining it. I think that's what he's alluding to. So we need to do spend more. We've tried to mow it. Um, I think we've gotten turned in because we haven't kept it up as well as we probably should have. Um, but no, I don't have a, a cost of what to I mean, I think the other thing is we're not planning to put money into it. And I understand your concern, but it would be utilized by a group that's going to make it um, something better for the city that 
you know, if some other organization and we had a piece of property, they'd have to be able to have a plan of putting the money towards making it better anyway. Uh, I just don't see us putting money into that property to do something like that for sure. It's not connected directly to our school. Well, we don't even have a school building over there either anymore. I mean, you know, I don't know what what we're going to consider when we do the middle school, Brett. Are we going to we're going to do the building? We're going to do the whole piece of property because there's a there's a bunch of grassland over there that wasn't with the wall like property um, right. that somebody could maybe develop if they wanted to. As far as some housing, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I hate to see it just too, like you said, sit there and deteriorate. It's a new project, but I'm, I guess I, I see what Brett's saying too when we other towns. One of the things that I've talked to Chris a little bit about, but I haven't, is there the possibility that if we had, could make it a, a learning um, environment for our students? So, for example, some communities have gone to their industrial arts type classes, have built houses as part of their learning project. Would there be a way if they would develop it that maybe we could could utilize a lot for our kids to be able to build something on it? Now, one, you got to have an instructor who's willing to do that, and and two, I don't want to sit on a spec house so either and not be able to sell it. It would be much better if somebody was interested in buying it ahead of time. The school would furnish the labor and the kids would learn how to build a house, but they wouldn't be able to do everything. There would be certain things you'd still have to have an electrician, a licensed plumber come in and, and help with, and probably somebody with concrete. But it would be a great learning opportunity for our kids to possibly build something if that was an avenue that we wanted to pursue down the road. Is there a chance that the Wall Lake City Council would consider giving us a lot out of the six? Yeah, I think they would consider that. I mean, that'd be something where it could be a win-win. And in the end, if we couldn't put that together, it'd be the school's property, and we could turn around and sell a lot and get something out of it. If it didn't go, you know, it didn't go, we couldn't find the right instruction. Well, I, I mean, I think for what Jeff's saying, I think they would have no problem with. You know, somebody wanting to come in and build a house, I don't know that we would just give a lot to you guys to sell. I'm, You're asking us to give you the entire property. I'm asking for one lot back. I understand. As a potential where I could see this as being a win-win. Right. I understand what you're saying. I, I doubt that they'd go after that a lot faster than they would go after that. <clears throat> I think we can work something out because if we don't, if the city don't take it, we'll have to spend some money, get that property, you know, maintained properly. That's something we'd have to continue spending money on. So I think there's a way we can work somehow with the city of Wall Lake where, you know, that property's off our hands. We won't have to spend a lot of money and it can benefit the city of Wall Lake. I mean, you get it from that spend time. You know, do the paper, the survey, the paperwork, the deed, and all that, and all that stuff. There's a couple thousand dollars there that I didn't think about. So, you know, on top of that twenty or thirty thousand dollars, we have to clean it up. But I would like to see an option open if it can be feasible, where 
I think that'd be a, I think that'd be a great thing for the city and for the school if we could work out a deal where they build a house for somebody. Now, that's just me talking. I mean, just like Jeff coming to our city council and saying, oh, I think the school board would be here. If you guys, you know, our city council says, absolutely not. That's a stupid idea that, that I misspoke. But I think they could certainly have a meeting. Absolutely. When did you say your next meeting is? 27. So a week from today. Is this something we should maybe... After their meeting, you set up that the side committee again and get that, together and hammer something out before our next board meeting. That'd be fine Does that me. sound something doable? I think that would Okay. Well, let's wait for your meeting, I guess. Um, and then we, we can get together between that meeting and our next one. Then we'll decide whether we're going to put this as an action item. Or if you think of that. Okay. Just we probably have some timelines on ours, you know, just for posting and things like that. At that point, I'll give you know our attorney. I'll work with their attorney a little bit. Would would you reimburse our attorney costs for that? Do you think if we'd have no costs at least? And I don't I don't see that being a lot of money, but I don't know what they would say about that. Okay. Okay. But our maybe could talk a little bit. All right, so school districts had to review their return to learn plan. Remember last year we spent a lot of time creating this plan and it had um, a hybrid option, it had a virtual option, and face-to-face. -face. And for the most part, we were face-to-face -face last year. We did go hybrid for a little bit of time in November. Then this year, legislation was passed that you can't, as I understand it, you can't count virtual. It's got to be face-to-face -to, -face to count your instructional time. Also, at that point, the governor had made a mandate in the state of Iowa that you could not have a mask mandate. That was a personal choice. Since then, about a week or so ago, a judge, federal judge has changed and um, put a temporary restraining order on the state of Iowa that says that you, that during this time you have to allow each school district to make their own choice on math. And so I updated the plan that's on the web for right now that just says it's encouraged, but we are not mandating mass here at Sac County. So one, I want to bring that to your attention. Two, just to get your feeling as a board. Last year, administratively, you allowed us, as things changed, to make decisions that we didn't come to the board for every decision. Is that still the, the level that you would like it to be at? Or when there's changes, do you want it to be, that, okay, let's say we had to go to mass. All right, we're going to come to the board. Um, you know, I, and I'll be honest, I don't want to go to mass if we don't, if we can't. Um, but... I'm also not going to just sit here tonight and say, I absolutely am not ever going to consider masking. Numbers got really high again. We had to consider different options. That would be something that I would at least explore as an option. Um, so I just want to bring everybody up to date where the law was, couldn't require. Now it's an individual school district. Everybody has to make their own decision. 
At this point, what I'm recommending is ESAC County, it will be recommended, not required as far as that. Has there been any parents calling in? So I have not received one. You guys heard anything? I have heard, I mean, I've got some public response. So, I mean, I think we should discuss it if we decide to go, you know, mass mandatory. Okay. It should be a, a discussion amongst us. Okay. Just because of, of the, after this judge made this ruling, you know, I was contacted by parents. So I, I think, like I said, I think it'd be a good idea for us to discuss it before it goes I would agree. I've been contacted like the day. <laughs> I got a bunch of text messages and stuff. So, yeah, I guess I mean, there are more. I mean, like, what work does that mean that you start coming on mandates? Basically, a lot of these. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's probably a discussion at this point. I can tell you whatever's going to happen, it's going to be very emotional on both sides. Uh, if you watched, for example, in Sioux City, they have this brought to the board no longer. And of course, once the decision by the board was made to not require a mask, yet still encouraged. You had people who were very much in favor of masks, mm -hmm. thinking that the school has done them a disservice. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe here in rural Iowa will be less of that, but um, certainly there, there will be strong opinions both ways. Let's just hope that the numbers don't force them. I agree. What is that magic number that yeah. makes you think about it? Well, things are differently this year than last year, Dale. One of the things we had last year, we had so much quarantining that was going on in addition to the positive cases. Well, right now we don't have to, we don't quarantine. Yep. yep. So last year when it got so heavy, we were over 150, if I remember right, who were out because of either being positive or quarantining. And a large percentage of those were because of quarantine. So if they test positive, the individual's out for 10 days, but if you're around someone, like you said, who's reasonable to take for Kid test positive, the whole football team is up. No. Okay. Parents are informed. We inform if, if we know that they've been around somebody. We don't even have the responsibility like last year. We have to do all the informational stuff. Um, last year, if I remember right, Dale, once it got above six account, then you could actually publish a count of of cases, well, we're under that currently, I can tell you that. I think at the middle school, we've had under 10, both quarantine and COVID cases. Right. Since school started. Since school started. Elementary, probably about high school, I think it was last, last time. Now, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it was hot and heavy here, and it was hot a lot of places. Um, I also, this is just me, Mark, I also felt by the spring, it was very difficult to enforce the mask, even though we still had it in place most of the year. I'll just be honest, not everybody was abiding by that. It was hard to enforce the before.
So are there any other concerns? So everybody's understanding you don't have to do the quarantine. You don't have to do all the social distancing. We're still keeping stuff as clean as we can do that. So we still have cleaning procedures in our place. Uh, but for now, masks are just encouraged. Uh, they're not required here exactly. Is that what most of the schools around us are doing? To yes. Now you get into the metropolitan area, Boeing, I think it's different. I think I saw something for Dodge. Dodge, Dodge students have to yeah, do I think they're maybe under 12. Okay. I just, I just heard, saw the heard somebody talking about Facebook because they had quite a few posts on Facebook about being upset about that. That's all I got about that topic. So we can certainly bring it forward. You know, if numbers change dramatically, I'll communicate if numbers are increasing a lot. Uh, but it's it's been very small as far as what's impacted our school. I think our largest concern administratively, if it starts happening to our staff, it's so difficult to fill uh, with substitute people right now. Um, and some schools have even talked to you at my conference meeting that, you know, if they can't run a school because they can't find the staff, what do you do? Do you just not have school? When you use the word slippery slope, that's a slope to me because where does that start? Where does that stop? And All right, with no other questions, um, I'm going to turn to learn the action items. So on the consent agenda, you have minutes, bills. We have to appoint a migrant worker, uh, an equity coordinator. We changed a few names in the emergency plan update. We do not have any board policies this month. We'll start those again in October and November with the 300 series. Sub pay. Uh, we'd like to move that to $120 from $110 in a few years since you've moved that. And then uh, a church used a school vehicle for a field trip uh, yesterday. And so the board, uh, we didn't know that prior to the last meeting, but the board needs to approve uh, other uh, organizations' use of a school bus. I guess the highlight there that I see is moving some pages. The board feel fine with that. It's hard to get subs. Mm -hmm. One way you just pay a little bit more. Might not be enough yet. But. Well, a lot of schools around us are 120, 125 even, so we're not anywhere near the top. The one motion or multiple? Yeah. One for the whole thing. Unless somebody wants something pulled. I make the motion that we approve items. A through H on the consent item. I'll second it. Then moved and seconded to approve items A through H on the consent items as stated. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Conduct annual meeting. All right, so the annual meeting is different than the organizational meeting. After the election, we'll have an organizational meeting, but this meeting, you're going to make some appointments, and this also can be done in one motion. But this time we'll appoint John as the, the business uh, manager of the district. Our legal counsel would be two organizations, Frank Sextra and Blazik. Remember, one of those members is retirement. I don't think they changed the name. And then we also use Allard and Cooney. The, the designation of our depositories, and did we take out a limit or did we end up putting a limit? We're just going to make it in line with the construction project. Yep. 
so we listed those depositories, people who can sign warrants, the superintendent, president, and board secretary, uh, the electronic signatures um, are listed there, um, newspapers, level one, level two investigators, or nurse counselors, and then the, the police departments are level two, and our truancy officer is the Sac County Sheriff. So these are all the same that you approved last year, other than we raised the limit um, because of what we want to talk about in the class. I'd uh, accept the motion to uh, approve the meeting, I guess. Yep. Designation, designees as stated, I guess. Second. Then moved and seconded to approve uh, designees as stated. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Personnel items. Uh, we do have a list of people this time who have taken the concussion training, so our ADs supplied that list for us. Again, it's a requirement that people take that, otherwise you're ineligible for a uh, tournament season. And then we have we have one resignation from a cheer coach, and we have two contracts. We had a teacher who started right as the time school started, so an elementary teacher, and then an associate. Did I forget any contracts? That cheer coach at the end of the season. End of football. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, there's no other discussion. Uh, I'll accept the motion for personnel items. You make a motion. I'll second. I move and seconded to approve the personnel items as stated. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, opposed? Motion carries. So your next meeting is October 18th. Uh, Monday night, I would like you to consider either the October or November meeting, maybe moving one back at Sac City so you can see we can look at construction before it gets too cold out. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, November would almost be better because I think they'll have it buttoned up by that point so you'll be able to see a lot of the work that's been done and then we'll start on the inside work. Uh, but um, then as far as the election, I believe, is November 2nd, if I remember correctly. So that depends on how quickly we get uh, election results certified by the, the supervisor. And so it has to go to Sac County, but then all those little counties that we, so Crawford or Carroll, the kids there, they also have to approve them. So that takes a little longer process. So depending on what happens with the election, the organizational meeting may be in November, or December. So we'll just have to see what that timeline is. Supervisor talked about that. No. But if you hear something like might work out for us. Just depend on do it's every county do it the same or each county has I don't know if every county has meetings on Tuesday. Some have them on Monday, but they're gonna have them. Okay. Be another week. Everybody meets every week. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Last election, did we move that back a week? And we could do that as a possibility too. You talk about that. When we change the time of a meeting to five thirty. Yeah. 
<laughs> the airline side of it. Well, that's where I heard it from. Oh. Helps <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Okay, so the next meeting is going to be October 18th. Yep, and we can decide if it's here or SAC, but I would like to do one more SAC up this fall sometime. Need a motion for that? No, I just need a, you're adjourned unless sir. All right, I'll take a motion to adjourn. Second. I'll take a motion. There we go. Second. Move the second to adjourn the meeting. All those in favor say a motion. Aye. 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 Aye.